0: In the name of the God who creates, who renews, and who sustains us. Amen. Amen. I am not a great negotiator, even though I love to go to yard sales. I identify with the seller too much to haggle the price down like I know that I'm supposed to. And even if I do manage to get what might be a bargain, I walk away feeling a mixture of success And a little like I have cheated someone. Our Old Testament lesson today finds Abraham as a great negotiator, beginning a bargaining with God to spare a city for the number of righteous that may be found there. I hear in this story Abraham wearing down God's patience until God finally agrees to spare the city if there are only ten righteous citizens to be found there. I do not know if even faced with the responsibility of saving an entire city, I could have the courage to challenge God as Abraham did. Still, to me, this story is actually more about mercy, forgiveness, and being given a second chance and about Abraham's negotiating skills as much or even more than it may be about the ultimate destruction of a city. I remember back in my childhood being told that the God of the Old Testament is angry and vengeful and the New Testament God is a merciful God. Well, first of all, both accounts are talking about the same God. Secondly, God is actually loving and merciful in both the old and new accounts. Stories throughout the Bible tell us that God is desperate to show the ways of mercy, acceptance, and forgiveness. God repeatedly tries to show humanity the path of love toward each other and gets frustrated when we just do not grasp the concept. The Old Testament psalmists, in writing of their relationship with God, surely understood and believed in a loving, forgiving God. Consider in our appointed psalm this morning. The Lord will make good his purpose for me. O Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Many other psalms are filled with images of this merciful God. In one of my favorite verses from Psalm 130, with God there is plenteous redemption, and God shall redeem Israel from all their sins. Psalm 67 begins with, May God be merciful to us and bless us. Psalm 63, For your loving kindness is better than life itself. Psalm 51, Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. And then there is that most familiar image in Psalm 23 of the good shepherd. This loving and merciful God has been there from the beginning, But we often reject this way of understanding God as we also turn away from each other. In today's collect, we pray for an increase in God's mercy and that with God as our ruler and guide, we may pass through things temporal and lose not the things eternal. What are these things eternal? Many of us have had the experience of having an argument with someone close, and then later we begin to feel how silly it may have been to fight over something so trivial and risk losing a valued relationship. As time passes by, our differences can seem to be less important than what actually unites us. We put it in perspective. In today's reading from the letter to the church at Colossus, we are instructed to keep the love of Christ at the center of our lives. A few verses earlier than today's reading begins, the writer asks for the community to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery. That is Christ himself in whom are hidden. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Christ rules over every authority. The reading continues today. God made us alive together with Him, forgiving all our trespasses and erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands, nailing it to the cross. Forgiveness. Christ is at the center of this forgiveness. But there is even more here, isn't there? There is a subtext of the power of authority. We hear that Christ is the ultimate judge. In the next line, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them triumphing over them in it. God's law through Christ triumphs over every earthly ruler and every human law and God's law is to love and to forgive if we are to follow God's law in Christ we are to forgive others as we are forgiven and to love our neighbor forgiveness how many times do we hear this how often do we actually forgive others How many times are we forgiven? When the disciples ask Jesus how to pray, he teaches them the words that Christians still say whenever we gather to worship. In this prayer, we address God as holy or hallowed. And then we ask for God's kingdom to come. What are we asking for? What is God's kingdom? The prophet Isaiah gives us descriptions of angels hovering around God's throne, leading all creation together in praising God, and of predatory animals being at peace with their prey. This is a vision of a place and time when everyone and everything is at peace. As Jesus continues in his teaching us how to pray, we are to ask for our daily bread. Without the basic necessities of life, we can't do anything. We need nourishment in order to perform our tasks. Then comes the big ask. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us. In different traditions, sins is translated as trespasses or debts. But I think the key word here is forgive. We know the popular saying, love means never having to say you are sorry. From my experiences, I have learned that to love is to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. Do we forgive others as easily as we are forgiven? Now I don't think we are talking about not taking cheaters to task for dishonesty or enforcing the common uh, the following of common laws or promoting justice in the community. And there are times that even with forgiveness a relationship is such that reconciliation or reunification is not the smartest or safest way to a healthy dynamic. Sometimes distance can be that place where forgiveness can really flourish forgiveness is actually something deeper it means seeing the Christ in the other and being at peace after being wronged it means loving those who hurt despite despite past differences it means finding the strength to seek resolution instead of retribution and begin anew To move on, even when trust must be rebuilt or even might not. It means allowing for the opportunity to heal or to seek a new dynamic. We are not always able to do this. And I believe that God knows this and extends forgiveness to us even when we don't extend it to ourselves or to others. How much better would our lives be if everyone followed this idea of loving and forgiving our neighbors or even if everyone simply tried to do this? Could this be what God intended for creation all along from the beginning, but we just can't seem to follow this command. Is this the eternal kingdom of God? How hard it is to forgive others and to be forgiven how hard it is to trust in God's forgiveness Jesus continues his teaching on prayer with a parable about a parent providing for children I was fortunate to have a father who loved and provided for his family I also know many people do not have a model example of a parent to invoke for this reference But we understand that good parents do provide for their children. Jesus goes on to say that God is that model parent who will provide what is needed to those who ask. The Holy Spirit is there for the asking. Knock. Ask. Seek. It is so hard for us to ask for and then trust in God's love, mercy, mercy and forgiveness could this be why we practice our faith is this why we come together to be reminded week after week that God's love is eternal and that we are to strive to forgive others as we are forgiven and that this isn't a one and done deal but an ongoing process our call As those following the way of God's love in Christ is not only to strive to forgive each other, but to tell the good news of forgiveness and love in Christ to those who may not know of it as much as we need to remind those who already know of God's mercy and that God continues to forgive everything, even our unforgiving ways. We need to find a way of demonstrating God's love through the act of forgiving and loving each other. This is the way to bring about God's kingdom, a kingdom of love and forgiveness. I believe we should constantly seek to ask God for the forgiveness promised to us and shown in the gift of love that is Jesus. We should strive to demonstrate this love and forgiveness for others. This is why Abraham negotiated with God. And this is what we ourselves need to be asking of God every day as we pray. Amen.